Welcome to Local Matters, the radio show about all things affecting Central Kentucky with Alan Stein and Skip Elliott. Brought to you by Citizens Commerce. Switch one time for a lifetime. Welcome to Local Matters, a presentation of LM Communications brought to you by Citizens Commerce Bank. Switch one time for a lifetime. I'm Skip Elliott with Alan Stein, and today we're happy to have with us John Bobell, Public Information Officer for Lexington Emergency Management. Hello, my friend. Thank you, gentlemen. Glad to be here. John, we're glad you're here. As, as uh, you know, in this series of our podcast, we're talking about what impacts uh, our citizens and our listeners in the spring and summertime here in central Kentucky. And naturally, uh, and I use that word as the double entendre I'm meaning, naturally, nature get, plays a part in all the things that we do and plan. And so we were wondering and asked you to come in and share with us, how do we as a community plan and respond to emergencies that might come up, so many of which at this time of year have to do with Mother Nature? Well, I think the first thing, Alan, is that people need to be aware of the hazards that can happen here in Lexington and Central Kentucky. Certainly weather is the most common type of hazard, but we've got severe thunderstorms, we've got tornadoes, we have straight line winds, we have extreme heat that can be coming this summer. I mean, we think Mother Nature has been very confused this year. Very yes. confused. I mean, I mean, the joke that's going around our office is that we had 10 days of spring, but five of them were in February. <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife said we only had 10 minutes. Of what was I heard on social media after the uh, Pimlico race? It was uh, Churchill said, I've just had the wettest derby ever. And Pimlico said, hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was just. But, you know, you look at, for example, what we had just recently on a Friday night where we had immense rainstorms coming in. They were predicted, but no one thought they were going to be as severe as they were. We had multiple intersections flooded around the city. There were. You know, one social media post showed somebody kayaking down a street that's normally dry. Uh, so certainly we want people to be aware that, yes, we do get severe rain that can cause flooding. And pretty much everybody knows what area in town usually floods. I mean, there are portions of New Circle Road. There are portions of South Broadway. There are portions of Tate's Creek Road that are susceptible to flooding. What are the factors that make those areas more susceptible? They're a little low. Uh, the drainage that the city's working very hard to fix can't quite keep up with a rainstorm that's dropping one, two, even three inches of rain mm -hmm. per hour. It all drains. It all goes away eventually. But it's that interim time when the road is flooded. We can't stress enough to people to not drive through floodwaters. It doesn't take more than, depending on the make of car, it doesn't take more than 6 to 12 inches of water to float a car. You lose traction, you get a little water in the engine compartment, the engine stalls, and now that car starts floating. We've had several instances 
Well, we had one former governor who died oh, yes. in a drowning-related mm. accident because he drove his very nice car over a bridge that had flowing water over it, didn't realize that part of the roadway had washed out, his car was overtaken by the, by the water, and, and he succumbed to that, to that drowning. So uh, we know our fire department has had to do multiple rescues of people who get stuck in their cars. And we just want that, we don't want that to happen. We want people to not drive through any water where they can't physically see the bottom of the roadway. And generally that that's a couple of inches. But you never know when, for example, water has washed away a road and then you're just stuck. And not always can the police or the fire department get to you in time. We want to avoid that at all possible. So that's where your office comes in. We re want, First of all, we want to make sure people recognize that there are dangers and potential issues that they have to deal with. But once we get that information out and those issues arise... What do you do? How do you deal with these? Uh, well, we want people. You know, we want people to be aware, and and one of the ways that people can be aware is by listening to the radio. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the radio stations. We're all for that, by and, the way. And, yes. and, and you know, and including you know, <laughs> LM Communication has a great weather partner. Uh, other radio stations do too, but you have to be aware of what's going on. Get a weather forecast. Be aware of, of the sky conditions. If it starts darkening up, find a weather forecast. I mean, if you most people now have some sort of smartphone, get a weather app. Get the weather radar. It doesn't take a whole lot of practice to look at the weather radar. And if you see this big red blob over Lexington, you need to pay a little more attention. Watch for lightning. Watch for thunder. If you're outdoors and you hear thunder, you need to get indoors because lightning is going to be nearby. And lightning, lightning causes more deaths in the United States than hurricanes and tornadoes combined. Really? Wow. That's an interesting statistic, particularly given how devastating the hurricane seasons have been here recently. Well, even if you look at the recent hurricanes in Texas and Florida, and even if you include uh, some of the ones in, in the Caribbean, uh, you take the total of the people who were affected by those storms, and it was a lot of people. But in terms of fatalities and the fact that these hurricanes happen over a relatively narrow amount of time, the thing to remember about thunderstorms is there is never a day in the United States that a thunderstorm can't form. Now, there are some other conditions. It has to be warm. You have to have a certain amount of moisture in the air. But there is no one day in the United States where there hasn't been some sort of thunderstorm with lightning. And as soon as you get close to a lightning strike, uh, that can be very serious in terms of the injuries that it causes, and many times that injury can be fatal. Is Lexington and Central Kentucky uh, more susceptible to particular types of weather uh, uh, emergencies? Certainly the severe thunderstorms, certainly lightning, certainly tornadoes. We've been very fortunate in this part of the United States 
that we've been relatively tornado free, but that could change tomorrow. Mm, right. The weather systems change. Uh, you look at systems that form in the Gulf that push moisture up this way. You get the jet stream that brings in a little colder air down from the north. That starts mixing up uh, over Missouri and western Kentucky. It starts rolling this way, and we can have a very serious storm turn out in a relatively short amount of time. Well, it's really very clear that our weather patterns appear to be changing. And whether they are really changing or if, it, if we're just in different cycles, it's hard to determine. Um, but, but I often think and wonder about tornadoes. In 1974, when the, the terrible tornadoes tore through the southeast and throughout Kentucky, um, we in Lexington... Uh, avoided that, and you could you could actually see lightning and where the tornadoes were hitting all around us from Frankfurt and Jet and and Stamping Ground, and it was all around us. But it seemed as though we were insulated. Is there some topography or something that protects us a little more? There is there is one particular theory that because Lexington stands a little higher. And because the city is built up around a, a central core, that the buildings absorb heat during the day. And that heat island has a tendency to break storms apart. We've seen many times where a line of thunderstorms is right headed for downtown Lexington. And as soon as that line gets to about Woodford County, it breaks in two. I think that happened a couple of weeks ago. That is incredibly and, fascinating. And a major part of the thunderstorm will go and will tear up Madison County. Another part of the storm will head north and tear up Scott County and Bourbon County, and we'll see a couple of drops of rain. Now, that's not a guarantee that that's always going to happen. So people really need to stay aware of any severe weather because one day it's not going to break up. One day right. it's going to come right here. But it's rare, or so it seems to me, that in terms of tornadoes, uh, they don't seem to hit urban areas uh, nearly as much as they do rural. So perhaps that's part of that theory. Well, we saw about five years ago there was a storm that came here and, and produced very serious tornadoes and damage just a little east of here. West and Liberty. West Liberty. Right. Yeah. And West Liberty was, was devastated. And we were watching that storm. That, that storm was well predicted. In fact, even the mayor at the time closed city offices at 3 o'clock, told everybody, this. go home, hunker down. We watched that storm come through here, and it touched down with some wind in Brandon Crossing. It hopped over the rest of the city, did a minor touchdown in Clark County, and then it formed up and went through West Liberty and just tore it up. Incredible. I, you know what? I'd never really thought about any of this stuff, uh, but this makes some sense to me. It does. You know, I'm not a meteorologist, of course, but uh, 
uh, it sounds logical to me. Yeah, and I think one of the best things with the smartphones that you talked about a long time ago, all of these apps that the TV stations put out and the National Weather Service put out and the Weather Channel all have attachments to them that you can set for weather emergencies. If it, if, if a, an advisory comes up, it's on your phone, and you have no, no control over it. It's going to happen 24-7. A couple of weeks ago, it rang at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I knew to be ready. But that's, that's one of the best advancements we've ever had. I mean, we have multiple ways of getting the word out about severe weather and emergencies. We really don't care what people decide to take, mm-hmm. but we want them to have at least two or three they can rely on. This is Local Matters, a presentation of LM Communications, brought to you by Citizens Commerce Bank. Switch one time for a lifetime. We're with John Bobel, Public Information Office of the Lexington Emergency Management. Now, do you have a uh, uh, is emergency management on Twitter, and what is that handle? Our our Twitter handle is LexKYEM. We're on Facebook at LexingtonKYEM. Our website is BeReadyLexington.com. Uh, we have an app. We have our own alerting system that people can sign up for that's called LexAlerts. That's available through our website. We also have a service called DefLink, where people who are deaf or hard of hearing or have some sort of visual disability, they can sign up and we will send them via email a video of the weather alert that is done by sign language. It's also encoded wow. that it will set off anyone who has some sort of assisted device to alert them of severe weather. That's fantastic. I think another thing about it is 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 uh, we're so close to a chemical storage plant that we need to worry about that as well. Well, the Chemical Stockpile Emergency Preparedness Program, they have excellent security. We practice what would happen in case there was an emergency in Madison County, uh, the alerting systems that we would use for severe weather, we would use them for any type of emergency down there. Uh, but again, the issue is that people need to be aware that that stockpile is there, that dozens if not hundreds of people are dedicated to making sure that those agents are stored safely they will start the neutralization process in a year or two. And as that happens, the goal is to get rid of them and return things back to the way they were. And so far, so good. All of those processes have been done without an accident. But it only takes one. It only takes one. And we're ready for any number of potential emergencies that can happen during that process. So this is a non-weather related. This is a non-weather related so emergency. What other emergencies that are non-weather related uh, should be be prepared for. Well, we need to we need to realize just where we are. Lexington is fortunate in that we are in the middle of Kentucky. We have I-64 and I-75, New Circle Road going through here, and with that is an immense amount of truck traffic. Those trucks carry just about anything. Right. They can be carrying groceries or they can be carrying nuclear waste from a variety of plants that are coming or going to another facility. 
So there is all there are all sorts of materials that come through Lexington via truck and by train. Lexington is again the central one of the central locations for Norfolk Southern and other railroads that serve Lexington. There are hazardous materials that are handled by rail. So we prepare along with Lexington Police, Lexington Fire, and other response agencies to be ready just in case there is an accident. There was an accident up in in Scott County mm-hmm. with right. two trains, trains that right. had an unfortunate incident. And Scott County responded very well to that. We were there too, just in case. Uh, but that got cleaned up and restored. Uh, I mean, look at what happened just recently at Bluegrass Airport. Yep. They had an aircraft come in. It was a thunderstorm. It made a a landing and veered off the runway that closed the airport down for a day. Right Now, those 72 people plus crew members, they were very, very lucky that they had a skilled crew, that that plane did not have a real-time accident. It got stuck in the mud. You get off the plane, you walk to the bus, and everything's good. They move the plane, everything's over. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, we in Lexington have seen aircraft accidents that did not end up that way. Right. And and we're ready for that, too. In addition to that, uh, we're near the new Madrid fault line. So an earthquake has to be part of what you're preparing for as we well. Do, we do have an earthquake plan that uh, we have put together for Lexington and Fayette County in conjunction with Kentucky Emergency Management and other agencies that would be re- that would respond to that. Should there be a an incident involving the New Madrid Fault, we would expect that Memphis would be seriously involved. St. Louis would be seriously involved. Uh, most of Western Kentucky, we anticipate uh, there would be no interstates. The bridges would be gone. Uh, airports would be left unusable. Uh, Louisville would have a moderate amount of damage. So what would happen here in Lexington is we'd get we'd get a pretty good shake. Uh, there would be a little bit of damage, but what would happen? One of the things that would happen would be that our airport would be one of the few airports in this part of the country that could serve larger aircraft bringing supplies in. Uh, Our hospitals here would handle many of the more serious casualties here. Uh, We would be serving as a a depot for people and supplies used in the response and recovery effort. So we'd get really busy uh, should there be some sort of, of catastrophic earthquake. But again, the plans are in place. We know who's going to show up. We know how to start our own efforts, keep Fayette County residents safe, keep residents of the bluegrass safe, and provide the amount of aid that we can do with our state and regional and federal partners. John, is your office uh, the leader, uh, the lead role in um, practicing and preparing for all of any of these issues that might come up? Our agency works with Lexington Police and Lexington Fire to exercise all of these contingencies. An earthquake plan, 
a chemical accident plan, tornadoes, thunderstorms, ice storms, blizzards. Uh, we have a plan for everything. And, and one of the important things that we really want to make sure people know is that when we put a plan together, it just doesn't go into a file folder and gather dust. These are pulled out on a regular basis. We go in, we test them, we have people come in and go through the scenarios. And as with any plan, we look at it, we say, this worked well, this not so good, or maybe this is outdated. So those plans are constantly updated, generally at least every year, if not every two years. So the plan is always actionable with the people we have at hand. Thank you for your time today, John Bobel, Public Information Officer for Lexington Emergency Management. We really appreciate it. That wraps up this week's Local Matters, brought to you by Citizens Commerce Bank. Switch one time for a lifetime. Join us next time on Local Matters. You've been listening to Local Matters, the radio show about all things affecting Central Kentucky, brought to you by Citizens Commerce. Switch one time for a lifetime. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of LM Communications Broadcast Media Group affiliates or sponsors.